least trusting, full of trusting. Um, he, he made a call, he said, guys, we need people in such a we need leaders, we need families, we need all the people. And I sat there and I was basically in a way, yes, I feel this. I want to go. I want to go. This was the beginning of the year. It was not the Lord's time yet. But I remember going to bed that night. And I can't remember if it was a dream or if it was my, my thoughts or what it was. But I saw a vision of people in Stalin Walsh, undignified, loving Jesus, reaching the lost. And I don't use the R word a lot on the Bahrain, so that's why. That's <laughs> But I saw something of a revival breaking out here in Southern Bush. You guys know what the revival is? You guys have heard about it. When people look at revival, when God's spirit broke out and people fell on the floor, laughed, danced, became undignified for God, there was life. There was life for God. I really feel that something, something stirred <laughs> in in Stavenbosch that will become something like a revival. I'll give you a brief my definition of a revival. It's the reviving of hearts. It's really the reviving of hearts. And so when, a, when somebody's lying on the table, they're lying there and they're dead. You see, I didn't study medical anything, so if anyone is a doctor or study or study, please believe me. But if, a, if the person is lying there and their heart stopped beating, what's the first thing they do? If you watch any doctor, doctor or series, they shock you, you know? Oh, it's And in some way, that's Or on the beach, somebody is close to drowning, the, the lifesavers come and they push on their chest and the heart stops beating again. And what I've seen in the revival is that people's hearts stop beating again. Stop burning again. So I must probably speak to you guys as well. More <laughs> <laughs> on this side. Really stop burning again for the things of God and God is. And I want to see that in some watch. I want to see it in us. That we are passionate again for the things of God. That we don't care what anyone thinks when we worship and we jump. Sing for the show. I think it's probably a couple of times when we, when we lie in us when we sing worship songs. They're like, I'm not a shout. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a shout. <laughs> I'm not a shout. That's shouting. I don't know if comfortable. But that's shouting. And when they walk around the walls of Jericho, do you think they're It's not the shout. It's the shout you hear in the office when the blue balls are playing. 
Jesus' name. Amen. The title of the preach is Devotion. Devoted hearts. Devoted hearts. What does the word devotion mean? Jesus. To give all or most of one's time or resources to a person or an activity. I'm going to read it again. To give all or most of one's time or resources to a person Stop or an activity. Really, all of this. When I'm devoted to my wife, I said yes to the whole group, whatever you want to call it. I promised her everything. I promised her devotion. I promised her I will give all of me to you. Like the music guy. Is it guy that sings it? John Bajan. What a Bajan. All of your devotion. All of it. Everything. Of your time. Your treasures. And your talent. That's devotion. Just giving all of your time, your treasures, yeah. and your talents to someone or something. That's what devotion is. We read, we read uh, Matthew 6, verse 33. It says this For the Gentiles seek after all these things in your own. That's the long words. Why did I put that Okay, now let's keep that in mind. Luke 12 is 34. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. And so the motion is this. Wherever I spend most of my time, my talents, that's your, what do you call it? Um, you use it in your preaching also. Talents, you know, gifts, skill, yeah, abilities, yes, So giving all of that to a person or such or a thing, and then your treasure, your money, your possessions, everything you put in one basket, give to someone or something. That is where your heart will be. To give you an example. This is one of my very bad, oh, um, my wife always gets upset with me when I want to buy something new. Because <laughs> if I want to buy something new, I go do all the research of that thing. If I want to buy a new earphones, I go and check all the specs so that I make sure that where my money is going, I'm being in a good space. So I spend like hours watching YouTube videos, reading articles, just check everything. And I say when the week is over, I go like, I start dreaming about it already. Because my heart is there now. I've given everything to it. I've become devoted to this one thing. And I want to ask you this thing. I want to ask you this question. Where is your devotion tonight? What is all you? Just think with me without looking at me. Just think. What are you devoted to? Where is your heart at the moment? There where your treasure is, there will your heart be. Where is your heart? Is it your work more than anything else? I think I know which 
something, to be someone, to, to people around you, because that can also be your time, your dreams, and your talents. We're going to spend all of this just to look a certain way, be a Is it your ambitions? Is it your future? You want to be this? Is it already thinking about one day when I have the yacht and I have the white people fits and I can retire, I'll be comfortable, comfortable? Where is your devotion tonight? Because those things are wrong. But the scripture says this, Jesus said, the first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. First seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Because if we neglect Jesus and he doesn't become firstly the one that we devote to him, giving everything, our time, our talents, our treasures to him firstly, then the other things comes upon the throne of our hearts. And our hearts gravitate towards it because that's where my treasure is. Does this make sense? Where is your devotion? Where is, where is your heart tonight? And this is not to come condemning, right? You need to now. I feel like the Lord's being subtle conviction. He's saying tonight, how much your heart? You know that God is a lover, right? You know that. He wants your heart, man. He wants you. He wants you to be everything. When you put your hand up the first time and Jesus said, I want to save you, you went, yes, Lord. What did you actually say? Well, you said, yes, Lord. You said, I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to become devoted to you. I'm going to give all my time to you. I'm going to give all my treasures to you, whatever it might be. All my talents, everything I'm going to give to you first. And then whatever you want to give to you, where I'm running, where I'm working, where I'm going to do my first thing. I want to show you guys the scripture. In Acts 2.42-47, the context of it is, the guys, disciples are sitting in the upper room, they're waiting. They're going, Jesus said, I'm going to send you an helper. I'm like picturing these guys who are like, helper? How's this going to look like? How's this going to work? Help them. Holy Spirit, how's this? They're like waiting, they're praying, they're sitting in the upper room. It's probably as hot as it is right now. They're going like, a helper. <laughs> we need to wait until the helper comes. And then the Holy Spirit comes upon them. The Bible says that they were full of boldness. One guy who just said he doesn't know Jesus, Peter, who went denied him three times, is the one guy that's full of so much boldness. He stands up when everyone says they are drunk because they are speaking different languages and full of the Spirit. That guy who denied Jesus stands up in all this and he proclaims the gospel of Jesus. And he says, you guys are sinners. He says much more better words than I can in this moment. You can read the scripture just before that. But he says that you guys messed up. You crucified Jesus, the Savior. But it's okay because this was prophesied so that you can die for your sins, so that what in your hardened hearts and your desires, and, and, and you, you were enemies of God. All these things. He's come to die for your sins, take your sin, rose from the grave, seated next to the Father, so that you can now come to Him, repent, lay your life down, and say, Lord, I want to be devoted to you, and give yourself, and we preach the gospel. And we get to this portion, where the writer writes, and they devoted themselves. You see, nobody forced them to do it. 
Nobody gets four sheets to know she's stuff to keep you five hundred treasures to him. It was their choice. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. And all came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all the believed were together and had all things in common. You see, they were devoted to one another. They were giving their lives to one another. Not just that they gave their lives to Jesus, now they're giving it to one another. And they were selling their possessions and their belongings. This is, this is not Francois verse 3.5. This is scripture. They were selling their belongings, their treasures, and distributing the proceeds to all, as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple of the church, together and breaking bread in their homes, their time, they gave their time. They received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having faith with all people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who would be saved. You see, this is the blueprint of God. This is the early church. If you want to know what did these guys do when the church started before the this is what they did. They devoted themselves to Jesus, and then they devoted themselves to one another. So if you want to know one thing, you can remember one thing today. God is calling you to devote yourself to Him, firstly, and then devote yourself to one another. Give yourself to one another. This is God's plan. It's looking. Did you guys read any I in that word where it said, and they thought about themselves <laughs> and just thought, well, I'm going to keep a little bit to me. Um, no. They didn't care about themselves. They gave themselves. They weren't doing their own little thingy on the side. They weren't. This is what God is calling you to. Well, that's beautiful. I want to say that first. I came, I came out of a, uh, where I was a church first. I wanted to have nothing to do in church. I thought it's a bunch of Pharisees. And I was like, this is dead. And I was forced to go because I was in the hospital. So you had to go. And I was a preacher. So I was like, you have to go to church. And I sat there and I'm like, judging this guy, judging this guy, judging this guy, just sitting and watching. And then I, gave, I went to TNT. And I went on an outreach. You guys know TNT is a Charles Jean's Bible school. This is why it's funny, because I went on an outreach. I got saved. <laughs> 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 it was a muscle bone. So I'm on the couch of reading a book. And before this, I always ask the guys there, how do I know what to say? And they go, search out your salvation with fear and trembling. It sounds that's like a lot of work. What do you mean? <laughs> but like, what does it mean? And then I remember I went on this outreach and I was lying on the couch and I read the scripture at the beginning of the book that said, You're saved by grace for yourself. You're saved by grace for yourself. And I went. I was lying in my house. I was like, oh, Christ, Christ. And you know what came out of the kitchen? I was like, I'm saved. And I was like, Yeah, you're saved. And they came around me and prayed for me. And I'm in Bible school and everyone. 
Ik heb blijf van de auto's en dan wil ik in die testimonies van zo'n wat zijn. En dan wil ik wachten om bij een man te hebben te gaan. It's God. But then all of a sudden my eyes were open. And I'm like, this is not just some religious organization that I have to go to every Sunday to tick my box. Church is something that God has a plan for. Do you believe in Church is the plan of God. He wants you to belong to the church. Not some organization or building or thing, but to to belong to one another, to be devoted to one another. So he first saves you. You say, yes, I'm going to give everything to you. And then he turns your focus and says, that you look at the person next to you. And he says, now, give your life to him. Or turn to the person next to you and say, I'm saved for you. Come on, you do better than that. Tell the person, I need to be devoted to you. Now, now tell the person, help me! <laughs> you guys, you guys won't see it. You, 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 because you know, some, of, some of you are some people like you, and you can't see this, but they don't think not because that's what I'm saying. It's like a burden. And we need some more people to please come sit here. I don't know. I'm already demanding to you. Yes, that's the right answer. <laughs> but you guys, do you know what happened there as well? It's revival. In Acts, there was revival. People got saved. People turned to Jesus. And there was hearts that was revived. Do you guys see that? They met in each other's homes, they sold everything they gave, their lives to one another, their money, their house, their food, whatever. There was revival. Hearts was revived. And so if we want to see something of a revival happening outside of this world, it's the biggest that I'm watching. It starts with us that we devoted to one another. Guys, who wants revival? Alright, I'll forgive those who didn't put up their hands. <laughs> Revive them, Lord! <laughs> but, 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 if we want to become devoted, we need to, look, you know, it's not biblical, mechanisms. You guys know that I just step on a holy cow or something. It's not just me and Jesus. It starts that way. Because we, you, I, let me tell you this, you cannot be devoted to the person next to you. You cannot keep your whole life and serve that person if you're not firstly loving Jesus and coming to Him. It's impossible. You cannot love without the love of Jesus firstly that dwells in your heart. So it starts with Jesus, but then it goes to the person next to you. Acts 2, 37 to 38. I just want to show you guys this. Okay, so we'll just read this to you. This is just before they started devoting themselves. It says this, Now when they heard this, this is when they heard the gospel, they were what? Cut. Have you ever been cut by scissors or paper cut? 
which is the worst. They were cut to the heart. It means what they just heard was gospel. That Jesus died for our sins and that we can belong to him. Forced a conviction in their heart, something that went, oh. the Holy Spirit came and showed, breathe life on it, open their eyes and cut to the heart. And said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Brothers and sisters, what shall we do? Well, it's just brothers, because Peter preached that over. Look 38. And this is what Peter says. Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit. And then it says, They the Holy Spirit. When God's Spirit comes and dwells in us, and we're revived, we become a new person, a new creation, we say, Come to the heart because we heard the gospel message of Jesus. That he died for us so that we can be alive again. And for the forgiveness of us so we can belong to him. Something happens in us that we just go, I want to follow you. And because you died for me, you laid down your life for me. And because you did it for the person next to me, I want to love them as well. I want to lay down my life for them as well. But it starts with God. And so I want to say, if you want to become devotion, first devotion to God, it means you have to have a devotion time. There's the word devotion time. Not a quiet time, because a quiet time, it's very quiet. When you have a baby on the chest that's sleeping and reading the Bible, that's a quiet time. But when you're alone, you're allowed to shout and scream and be excited about Jesus in the room. But to be having devotion time with Jesus, when you read the word, in Jeremiah 29, verse 13, he said that you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I want to ask you this. A devotion to God. Is your heart still in a place where you go, Lord, I want you. Jesus, I want to be devoted to you about all these things. I want you to have my heart first. Is our heart still in a place where we want to give everything to him? Why is it going to hold have you become, in a sense, lukewarm where you go, ah, it's, yeah, I don't want to sit with you now, Lord. And we have those moments, but I don't want to sit with you now, Lord. I don't want to sit with you now, Lord. Or is your heart still on fire and excited to go to a place where you read the Bible and go, Jesus, Holy Spirit, show me more of Jesus so that my heart can burn for you. Are you still excited to be in prayer where you just speak to me? Prayer is simple, right? It's just speaking. I just want to speak to you. All these things are distracting me, all these worries, all these cares, but Jesus just want to come to you. Do you still have that heart? Do you still worship him when you go, Lord, it's so awkward and I want to lift my hands or jump in this place, but I want to be devoted to you. I want to give myself to you and my heart belongs to you. And as we do that, God stirs the fire. Where's your heart today? Are you still in a place where you want to be? Where you want to see this place? When, when I was in TNT, I remember I was like, I was like, how do you spend time with Jesus? And I went to school. You guys miss COVID in your So I said, I went to school. I'm like, so what time is my morning when you're going to sit spend time with Jesus? And I just don't like, can I come sit and watch you? <laughs> <laughs> so the group 
God in these ways. I never did. <laughs> I remember. How does it, how does it work? How do I seek him? How, what do I do? What do I do? I remember I was standing in worship one day. And the Lord just said to me, just spend time with him. Has the Lord ever spoke something very plainly to you? You go, yo. <laughs> And that's all I did. I went to go sit. And when I am reading, the Bible says that the scriptures points to him. So I'm reading, not to get smart, but to know him. I'm praying, not to tick a box, but to commune with him and fellowship with him. I'm worshiping, not because it's the right thing to do or to listen to the new, newest worship song, but to tell him he's amazing. To express that. When we have that heart of devotion towards Him and that fire in our hearts, then the rest becomes easy. Because we're given, to, we're given to the things that God has given His life for, which is person next to Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, this is the reading, they were astonished. It's the people that you know, like this guy is not uneducated common men, they're different. And they recognized that they had been with Jesus. Now what's going to change this place? Salomon. It's when people recognize that you are Jesus. That is life. That is life. I'm going to quickly run through this about my brother's son. That Acts 2.42 scripture says, And day by day, taking the temple together, breaking the reds and animals. We can't be devoted to God, not be devoted to one another. It's impossible. 1 John 4, 20 says, if, if anyone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he's a what? He's a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, he has not seen. And this command will be from him, whoever loves God, is also loves God. When we spend time in each other's hands, you guys know why we come here. You know why we come to church. Why we do communities alive. <laughs> It's not just to do some nice actions and you know, you can go, oh, so this person was there, this person was there, this person was in community leader. He was there, he wasn't there. We go to community and we come to church because we're devoted to one another. Because we love one Because the Bible says we should encourage one another. One of my favorite scriptures, Hebrews 10, verse 24 to 25, says this. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Have you considered when you walk through these doors tonight, are you going to love the person next to you? Anyone? Have you considered how to encourage the person or to tell your testimony or what happened? Or ask for prayer or pray for them? Hebrews says that we should consider to do that. 
When we come to community on a, on a Wednesday, it's not to look at the car leader and go, so what have you planned for us? Shame communities, that's rough, eh? No. You should come to community considering how can I love this person? Can I pray for them? Can I give them a scripture? Can I build them up? Consider not neglecting to meet together, as is in the habit of some, but encouraging one another. Boy, God loves me. But encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing. Some scripture says, as it's called today. Everything. Encouraging one another. By this will people to know that you're not silent. The way we love one another. The way that we speak to one another out there. The way we treat one another out there. The one way we encourage one another out there. People will look at us and say, surely there's something different. Surely. Surely must be something. And then we share the gospel. And I want to end with this. It says, Acts 2, verse 47 says, And the Lord added to the number day by day those who were being saved. The Lord adds to our number. The Lord says that when you walk through the streets, the Lord brings them to you. He sends them to you. When we are in a group setting with a bunch of people, and we are loving one another, the Lord might have sent someone there. And He wants to add them, not to something, but to His body, His blood, His church. Because you know that Jesus is not just coming back for God's family, He's coming back for a bride. So God wants to add to one another. And so the Lord is calling us to this day. Devoted hearts. Is your heart devoted firstly to Him? Are you still in love, seeking His face? The more you can come on. Seeking His face. Are you still excited to, to just read the Word of God and just drink and be with Him? Okay. Yeah, you play the back track so much. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. Two, we devoted to one another. We don't just play our games, we're not just playing some game and fake emotions. God has called us to belong to one another, to give ourselves to one another. As He has loved you and given Himself to you, so does Can we stand together?
and died on the cross, took your sins, paid the penalty for you, and died on death that you should apply, so that you can be raised in the Jesus rose on the third day, and he seated alive in heaven, and he's calling you to himself. If you've never decided to give your life to Jesus, if you've never decided to say, yes, Lord, I want to follow you. Say no to myself and give my life to you 100%. If you've never made that decision, would you just raise your hand? Maybe I'll be You've never given your life to Jesus. I'm going to hang it over. Maybe I'll be honest. How do you know? Well, your heart is beating very fast. That's you just said. Maybe just keep your eyes closed. I just want to make sure we don't miss this moment because it is it's probably the most important moment of this meeting. The Bible says that Jesus will leave the 99 to go after the one who does not know him. And so if the 99 of us heard a great message today and we encourage by it and we grow in Jesus is saying, actually, you know what? I'm still maybe. I also want to stop for the one. And the one is the person who does not know me, who hasn't made right with me, who hasn't given his life or her life to me. And I would just want to make it clear, the Bible says that in order to come into a relationship with God, there needs to be a calling out from our side. It's not just going to happen. It doesn't mean if you grew up in a Christian home that you are a Christian. There needs to be a moment where you say, God, here I am. Take my life. I give it to you. I want to follow you. I want to worship you. I'm sorry for my old life. And live a new life in you. And that's a bold moment. It's a bold step you need to take. But actually, God is standing still today. He's saying, I've fed the 99 and I'm stopping for you. I'm stopping for you because I love you, I care for you, I died on the cross for you so that you can be forgiven even today. So just while no one's looking around, no one's looking around, no one's going to look at you, no one's going to make you feel shy. If you are here and you've completely fallen away from Jesus and you know you need to come back to him into a relationship with him, I just want to pray with you. Or if you haven't given your life to him, if you, if you want to pray this prayer, it's a simple prayer. Just say, Lord, I'm sorry for my old life. Please give me a new life. That's all we're going to pray. So just with all the eyes closed, if that's you, if you want to make right with God now, can I ask you to raise your hands? Be bold. Just raise your hand where you are. Last chance. I don't know if I'm being presumptuous now, but I feel like I feel like I shouldn't really move on. I feel like I shouldn't really move on actually. That there might be at least one person that needs to make right with them today. You've you've either fallen away or like God is actually knocking on your door right now. And this is we've we've had a few challenging moments, and this might be a challenging moment, but actually you know if it's you. Thank you so much, thank you. One of our leaders would just go pray there. Thank you, Esteban. Thank you so much. See, God wants to stand still for the one. He'll stop a meeting for that one. Esteban is going to pray there for you. Is there anyone else? Come. If there's anyone else, don't, don't miss this moment. We've got one person now who responded. Don't miss this moment. I want to invite you to pray and then we're going to give it back to you.
Lord, I just pray for this gentleman and they stop to pray for you afterwards and say your details and follow up with you. I pray for this gentleman. Thank you, Lord, that you said I actually I just stopped. I left everyone now because I'm praying for you. Because I know you right now. I know how many years there are to you. I know everything about you. And I thank you that you chose to stand still for this gentleman. Lord, day to day be aligned in the stand for him to say, I know like I know like I know that my God is there for me. That he died on the cross, not for everyone else, but he died for me as well. And I pray that salvation would come to this man today. That you would reach into his heart, give him salvation, give him forgiveness in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for this Lord. I just want to ask you that you pray afterwards with this one in your own words. Just say that. We'll follow up with you and make sure we all just run up with you. Right. Here's the call to the rest of us now. It's like one of those calls that I want you to decide. Not to get the person what their decision is, but you to make the your heart decision. If you've heard of it, you're yeah, I'm not really devoted to this person next to me. I'm not devoted to this thing, I'm just going through the motions. But you feel like today you want to make a decision, you want to say, yes, I want to give myself to these plans and these purposes, which is these people around you, <laughs> which will impact bigger stuff much. And you, and you today, even if you don't feel like, even though you felt you, you are devoted, you give yourself, give your time, your talents, your treasures, and you just want to say, yes, I'm in for this thing. If you want to say, yes, devote yourself, to these people around you. I want you to come to the front. Well, maybe that's like, if that's you, just as a church, if you want to devote yourself to and to speak, I want you to come to the front. Now I want us to lift our hands. Thank you. Forget about the person next to you. Just thank you. This is a moment of thanks. 
that your mind and your heart is occupied with things that God is, is, is now it's, it might be good, it might not be good, but the Lord is saying that firstly give your heart to me. Firstly be devoted to me. I want you to lay it down. Just realize, if your treasure is there, your heart will be there. So that means if you think about it the whole time, you speak about it the whole time, you dream about it the whole time, it's most probably where your heart is. Just bring it before you. There's a grace in this moment that the Lord is strengthening you to let go. Thank you. 